Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want? You know, I just want to skip the intro and get to the questions, John. I got some work to do here, people. Patience, Suge. Patience. I know. I'm so excited to get to this topic. I have these questions I can't wait to get to. You guys, we have the infamous Jim Burns, who is an expert of all things marriage. He's been there, done that, made mistakes, and now he's talking about it. I am so thankful that Jim is on with us today. He wrote this wonderful book called Closer with his beautiful, adorable lover, and her name is Kathy Burns. They've been together, I believe you said 40 years, Jim. Is that right? 46 years. 40? I know we look much younger, but uh, isn't that amazing? You know, our kids get older and we're not aging. I don't, I don't yeah. get that. No, I know. I know. But friends, I'm so excited. We did a part one. I want you to listen to it. I want you to hear his bio. He is the president of Home Word. If you're not familiar with it, it's H O M E W O R D. And he speaks to thousands of people around the world. They do virtual marriage um, seminars. They go to their website at homeword.com. Or com. There, yeah, I didn't get that right. Dot com. And I want you to look up his books. He's got Confident Parenting, The Purity Code, Creating an Intimate Marriage, Closer, and Doing Life with Your Adult Children, uh, Keeping Your Mouth Shut, and The Doormat Out. And I've done a show earlier with Jim on that to the praises of our listeners. And I really encourage you to listen to that show as well as we can use them as much help as possible. But ladies, if you go to my website, himforher.org, H-I-M, a four, the number four, uh, her.org. I want you to put the word closer in the subject line and I will send you a free book for the top five that do this. So get on it, do it right away. You got to get this book. It's super good. It's a devotional, 52 devotions to draw couples together. Listen to the first show so you can hear the overview of what it's all about. But the way we left the last show, super excited. We were talking about sex ladies. I know it's kind of surprising, but Jim has written these books on sexuality for youth. And could you just quick do another overview before we get into our questions, Jim? Sure, absolutely. You know, uh, as, as I was, I, I was married early, so I became the youth speaker at all the youth events to talk. And they'd say, "Well, because you're married, you can talk about sex." But what I realized was, kids really needed uh, a blunt, honest, I believe, unashamedly Christian view, especially in today's uh, culture. But then I also realized that parents hadn't received good, positive, healthy sex education. I'll ask parents: How many of you received good, positive, healthy sex education from your parents? And four out of four hundred will raise their hands. And what that means, though, is that studies, both liberal and conservative, Shug, say that the more positive value-centered sex education kids receive from home, the less promiscuous and less confused they'll be. So I started creating content, and I wrote a book called The Purity Code, and it became the most often used book. I think it is translated in almost 20 languages. Wow. And uh, it's, it's on sexual integrity, and it's trying to help, help kids. I, mm-hmm. We talk about most everything. And you know when you start talking about that? About 10 the reason is because they start seeing pornography at age 11, boys 10, girls 12. And so you've got to be the, the first one out to have those conversations. Yeah. Then we realized that parents were getting a late start. So we, we created children's books that aren't heavy duty, but it would say like God made your body. So that's the, 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 the five-year-old, God made your body. 
and he made boys and he made girls and you, you know just talk about the basics things yeah. but it gets kids feeling comfortable asking the questions which is the next stage six to nine what what every parent who has a six to nine year old even a grandparent mm-hmm. their kids ask thousands of questions so you answer their questions but in the in that way that a six to nine year old would you wouldn't give them the 15 year old and where can they find those books is complicated. where yeah, can they really find those books stuff. Sorry, a little delay, folks. Um, where can um, our listeners find your books on that? Uh, they can find them on Amazon. They can find them at homeward.com. They can get them at a bookstore. Um, I just have been amazed at how often people have uh, you know, found these books and, and used these books. Yeah, the books boy. have now sold well over 200,000 copies awesome. um, and 250,000, I think. And I and it's because it's a real need. We we struck a we struck a need. I think we need to do a show to just on that, Jim. Yeah, it'd be fine. I think yeah. we need to do that. But we're doing today a wonderful book called Closer. I've already used some of the things out of it on my husband, and it worked. And it drew us closer. He didn't even know. And, uh, you know, sometimes he'll say, are you getting that out of one of your author's books you're going to interview? I said, yeah, isn't it good? So I really want you ladies to pick this up closer. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It doesn't matter what shape your marriage is in. It's just an opportunity to start a new conversation. Um, and I love it. But at the at during in, in between here, Jim and I were talking and he said, ask me any question you want. So I'm going to ask a question from a female perspective as I'm reading this book. I laughed out loud. And you guys, you've got to get the book because the stories are going to just tug at your heartstrings. They're going to make you laugh. And it's going to draw you two even closer together. Don't we need new things to do besides just turning on the TV and uh, relaxing on the sofa? So um, this book was set up, as Jim had mentioned you know, like 20 minutes a week, baby steps, start slow. And so I loved, you did uh, a chapter called Different by Design. And uh, you talked about men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. What did you mean by that, Mr. Jim? Well, I actually copied that from a very good friend of mine, Pam Farrell, who wrote a book called Men Are Like Waffles and Women Are Like Spaghetti. And what I mean is, and this is Kathy and I to the max. Yeah. I can compartmentalize. So you want to talk about something important? Sure. I can compartmentalize. I'll have that. And then I'll take it back and I can be thinking about something else. Where with Kathy, her emotions kind of run all over the place. And so the spaghetti sauce just kind of blends in. So she could be talking to me about something very important about one of our kids and yet then be frustrated that I didn't, you know, do something with the dishes or something, you know, and I don't know that. I don't know how that works because in my mind, let's talk about kids and let's talk about the dishes, you know, whatever. And so we had to learn to embrace our differences. You know, one of our differences is um, money. Not cat. Like I, I'm a semi detailed person. Kathy is the most detailed person. She drives me nuts. So I remember one of our first fights uh, when we first got married was uh, we were living in a studio apartment. So you could, from the bed, I could see every room except for the toilet, I think. And I could see part of the bathroom. Kathy is, in the middle of the night, she's st- sitting at the kitchen table making sounds like, oh, oh, my goodness. So I said, Kathy, what's wrong? And she said, well, I've, I've, we've, our checkbook is off. And I said, well, how much is it off as I come up to find out what is this major problem? Are we going to go broke? We were youth workers. We had no money. And she said, well, I'm down by $1.31. Oh. Now, any of your detailed people would go, okay, and what's the problem with that? And me, I'm like, $1.31. So I did what any loving husband would do. I went back into the bedroom. I pulled a dollar out of my <laughs> wallet, 
took 31 cents and put it on the table, not super angry, but semi-harsh. And I said, here's your dollar 31 cents. Come on to bed. Well, sleeping on the couch that night <laughs> for the first time, um, what that said was we I now respect Kathy because our finances are always done perfectly because she does that detailed work. But at that time, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I'm rounding off to the nearest 100 if we had $100. So what I had to learn was I have to I have to embrace some of the differences. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I married her for some of those strengths. And uh, I think that's something that a lot of us don't do. We 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 want to change our spouse to become more like us. Mm-hmm. And yet we were drawn to them maybe because they were uh, different or they approached life differently. And so you embrace doesn't mean that you have to agree. I mean, I'm still not the detailed person that Kathy is. Yeah. I, there's other, I, I'm one who's going to come to something on time. Kathy's going to be a little bit tardy, just a little bit all the time. <laughs> That's just her. Okay. So now that doesn't bother me at one time that drove me nuts. And I think it got in the way of our intimacy, which would mean our connection. Yeah. Cause I'm now holding contempt over something that she doesn't you know, see as a big deal or, or vice versa. You know, so I kind of both had to do that as an author. I, I love the fact you've been there, done that, you know, you guys have been married a long time. You wrote in this devotion book, um, stories that keep you engaged. It's broken down, uh, you know, where you you've got scripture, you've got a story, you've got uh, conversation questions, and then you've got something to do to get closer together and you don't mess around. I mean, you hit on some really, uh, you know, start a little softer in the middle of the, uh, the beginning of the book. I noticed, but then closer toward the end of the book, it gets much more deeper and more meaty. And uh, I thought it was fabulous. So let me ask you this question. I laughed out loud again when I was reading this. Halt, H-A-L-T. And I was laughing because this is a new reason to lose weight as I was reading this. Could you tell us what that uh, acronym means and what you were talking about in the chapter about it? That acronym actually comes out of the recovery movement. Um, If you're feeling, you know, the, the temptation to move into addiction or something. I use it not for that, but I use it just for life. Halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. I know that if I'm not taking care of some of those basic needs in a good way, that I'm not going to be as effective in my relationship with Kathy. So what I need to do is halt. And if I'm hungry, then I need to you know, eat some nuts or eat a meal or whatever it is. If I'm angry, then I need to take care of that anger. Um, and, and if I'm lonely, then what's causing that loneliness? And then if I'm tired, I would say for me, that it's the tired. Mm -hmm. I think that we can get dangerously tired. And when we get dangerously tired, and we write about this in the book in a couple of places, but we need to halt and and find rest because what a lot of us do, and I think a lot of your listeners do, is they become overcommitted doing good things. These are not bad things. They become overcommitted and then underconnected with their spouse. Mm -hmm. So Kathy and I, if you looked at us, you'd go, God, these are busy. You know, we're taking our kids to gymnastics and soccer and life and church and all these other things. But then you know, we didn't have, we would fall asleep at night, you know, six inches apart, but miles apart from each other because we were just so exhausted. Yeah. So if we were going to rectify our relationship, we had to take care of both of us, had to take care of the more dangerously tired. That doesn't mean that we all moved to Wyoming and live in a commune. That would be fun maybe for a short time, <laughs> but we have to figure it out here and now. And sometimes that means we, we have to build boundaries around our life so that we have, you know, more connection times. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, we, we use halt a lot, you know, um, I, yeah, we're talking about anger and there's another section in there on, on anger, mm-hmm. but with anger, I found that for me, I had to go, 
okay, I just feel, I was like really harsh with Kathy right then. And I'm not a harsh guy. I don't yell. I don't scream. I'm not, I, I repress. So, you know, I, my problems are just as big as anybody else. But I go, why am I angry? Well, it's a secondary emotion. See, anger is always a secondary emotion. So for me, I have to understand why was I angry at Kathy? It, what caused that? And sometimes it might be loneliness or that I was tired, or it might be that uh, something she had said three weeks ago was still bugging me or whatever. Um, and so then what I need to do is take care of that anger issue. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, anger turns into contempt which is one of the number one reasons why people get a divorce because they actually have contempt for each other because they haven't dealt with, you know, their anger. So halt is good. Halt is, you know, I actually have halt sitting on my desk um, at my office just to remind me that I need to take care of those four areas as well as others, but those four areas. You know, ladies, if you're just tuning in, my name is Shugbury, and this is him for her radio women's hot topics. And we are covering the gamut today. We are talking about a book that Jim Burns had written with his lovely wife, Kathy, called Closer. Go to our website and the first five people who put Closer in the subject line will get a free book from me. It will just be romantic. You know, make it that mandatory date night. Start out with this slow, maybe 20 minutes a week. Talk about it. Massage the conversations. Laugh about it. And just, you know, watch what God does to transform your marriage. Um, You know, women, we tend to be really reactional. Uh, You know, I'm not just speaking about myself, ladies. You know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes we just have that knee-jerk reaction or that same old, same old reaction when things are disappointing. And you mention in this book, you and your wife do, about reactions speak louder than words. And you talked about listing uh, some items with a line down it. Would you share and expand on that a little bit more for our listeners? Well, it seems to me, Shug, that what we have to do is is understand that actually it's the reactions that get us in trouble <laughs> um, sometimes because we'll react because of something else. And so I think I think you just figure out what are what are the truths about your spouse and are the and what are the ways we can react in a positive way? What are the ways we can react in a negative way? What are the ways we do act in a negative way? Mm-hmm. You know, what's crazy about it is, you know, I don't want to say it's not about romance because it is. I don't want to say it's not about a spark. But the truth is, is when you do the work ahead of time and you persevere and you make the commitment to mm-hmm. to make good decisions on your reactions and, and work on that, it's a lot better. You know, I, I had a mentor in my life. His name is Neil Clark Warren. He's actually the founder of eHarmony.com. Oh, yeah. He's What people don't know, he's a Christian. He's a marriage expert and uh, really influenced me in a big way. And one day he said to me, uh, he said, you know, communication is a learned trait, Jim. It's not something that you just inherit. And that, that was a life changer for me because I realized there were things that I could do by literally making a simple list. Mm-hmm. There were some things that I could do that could help me communicate more effectively to Kathy. And there were even things that I've suggested, I suggested to a couple, well, maybe three months ago to start going to counseling. And the guy wrote me yesterday, he texted me and he said, this has been great. We've learned some ways to communicate more effectively. Well, that's because they went to counseling. And the Bible says where there's no counsel, the people fall and the multitude of counselors are a safety. Mm-hmm. Awesome for them that they were going to do the work to get to a place that they could that they could actually draw closer. I think that's what even challenging people to spend 20 minutes, most of us don't spend 20 minutes connecting on a, on a deeper level mm-hmm. in our marriages. You know, we talk about if we have kids at home, we talk about the kids and where we're going, you know, we talk about the business side to the, yeah, to the marriage. Sure. But 
when we take a little bit of time and we focus on, you know, whatever those issues the we, we yearn for that. I yeah. yearn. For, I mean, I'm a guy and I yearn for a deeper relationship with Kathy. Kathy obviously yearns for that because as a woman, that's a, that's on, she wears that on her sleeve where mm-hmm. me, it's a little bit harder. I got to kind of find it there. Yeah. But you know, when you have those, think about with your spouse, when you've had that good conversation mm-hmm. um, or when you've made some better decisions, there, there's nothing like it. No. And so I think we just have to work at it. And, and marriage doesn't, marriage has to, we have to work at play as well. We have to have fun. We have to, you know, all the other things, but when it comes to, you know, to having a good marriage, I really do think that we have to just, you know, we kind of have a to-do list and here's what I'm going to do. I, I even did a thing a while back where I, and she didn't know it, but I decided that I was going to do a, a random act of kindness one day um, for 30 days. One, once, at least once a day for her. And I, I, and I went about doing this and sometimes they were so minor, but you know, one day I brought her flowers. She goes, why, why didn't you bring me flowers? You hardly burning on me. She goes, you hardly ever do this, which is kind of true to be honest. And I said, Oh, I don't know. I just, you know, I was at, you know, something, I mean, I got it at a store like Ralph's grocery store or yeah. something, not a big deal. And, um, and I just said, I just wanted to Say I love you. Here you go. Oh, I see. That's so like, sweet. Oh. Just those but, little things. And, well, you know, oh, go ahead. I wouldn't have done that if I wouldn't have written it down. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm that kind of guy. I want, I need to cross that off my list. A to-do list. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, you talked also in the book about people with longevity and people that, yeah. you know, you do have to work at your marriage, yeah. people. Yeah. And I'm going to get right to the heart of it um, with the few minutes we have left. Um, you did a chapter. Um, now, remember, ladies, this is a devotional. There may be two, three pages long. That's it uh, per time. A little 20 minute conversation with your spouse, with scripture, with a story uh, that you can talk about with. Um, uh, and then after that, some questions for you and your spouse or couple to talk about and then to go from there to getting closer. And so in this book, one of the chapters you titled God isn't finished with you yet. And I'm asking this question um, because it is toward the end of the book. And maybe this relates to you, ladies. Maybe you're thinking, I'm done with my marriage. I'm done with my man. I've had it with him. I'm not going to stay any longer. It looks greener on the other side of this fence. Why do people have such difficulty in staying married together? Why do relationships have to be so difficult for people, Jim? Well, you know, a sinner marries another sinner, and then you have sinner lings. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bump into each other. Yeah. And so, you know, life, life is difficult at times. And so I think it surprises us. But and then you use the term, we, we use this grass is greener, we think it, it would, if I got out of this relationship, it's going to be better. But you know, all studies say, and this is there's a major study that just came out that said, of the couples who are in trouble, 75% who stayed for five years said that their marriage was better mm. off. So it's the issue of perseverance, you know, sometimes. And so what I had to realize was that I was in a Kathy and I were in a couples group for years uh, where we met every week and it was from our church and we loved these people and it was great. And I used to go, um, I, and I'd be frustrated with Kathy about something, you know, our kids were younger and, and then I, I go, wait, I am so grateful for her. And I would watch her, how she dealt with the other people in this group and whatnot. And I realized, you know, it wouldn't be better. You know, that's in my imagination. I can make it better with her instead of having to think that it's going to be better, you know, someplace else. And so I don't think, you know, I think when it comes to our relationship with God, um, I don't think he's ever finished with us, but I don't think he's finished with our marriage either. I mean, I honestly think that I've seen some pretty crummy marriages 
and some pretty poor choices that people have made, some decisions that were really horrible for the marriage. And I've seen people persevere and work through it. So I think I, I'm not saying that every marriage is going to come at the end to have perfection. Kathy and I don't do that. I said in, the, your, in your previous show, we have a high maintenance marriage ourselves. But I think we have to understand that, you know, God continues to work in it, in us. We have to be open to that. At our a church, I go, our church that we go to, at the end of every service, we put our hands out like upward toward God. All of us do. It's like in a benediction. And he says, this doesn't, there's no magic to this. It's just being open to what God is, you know, doing in your life. Yeah. And are, if you're open to that, you know, kind of, if you, if you feel comfortable, do that. Well, in, in some ways, it's the same way with our marriages. Um, I had to quit thinking it would be better if Kathy would change and realize that when I point a finger at Kathy, there are three fingers pointed back at me. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, if, if he's not, he, I had to understand he's not finished with our marriage yet, but he's also not finished with me. Mm-hmm. And so if I can, if I can become more Christ-like, if I can become more of a man of integrity, if I could be a, become more of a man that would, that truly would kind of desire a deeper marriage, guess what's going to happen? We're going to have a deeper marriage yeah. because Kathy, even if she wasn't feeling that she's going to move my direction. But not all men feel the, that way, Jim. I mean, a lot yeah, of men I, don't feel that way. And they think, ah, oh, you know, this Christianity stuff. I don't know if I believe yeah. it. What words of wisdom I, would you have for those yeah. gals that are out there listening? Yeah, well, I would say to them, I understand it. And, and it's not easy. They, they chose to marry somebody that probably wasn't on the same compatibility when they got married. And if they, you know, you, you, there's a jump start for us who, when we marry somebody who has the same spiritual compatibility. But if we don't, then I think we have to go, how are we going to move them? We're not going to move them by preaching and lecturing. We're going to be, we're going to move them by being the best person that we can be. But then also I find with men, when they're around other men who are just as cool as they are, or knows just as much about cars as they do, Mm -hmm. or knows as much about sports or whatever, but also love God, that intrigues, that intrigues men. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a, I've been in a small group with incredible men. We met this morning for an hour and a half and we've been together for 18 years and I'm a better husband and a better father because I'm around these men, but these men are also men's men. I mean, we go fishing, we do guy stuff. We don't talk about, you know, the, I don't know anything about house and decorating of their house. I've never, it's never even entered our mind. We've been (laughs) together 18 years. Right. But I do know about what some of their sports passions are and what, you know, some of these other things mm-hmm. at the same time, it, I'm drawn toward becoming a, you know, a more effective Christian and a, and a, and a more committed Christian because that's where they are. You know, you talk about that in one of your chapters on accountability yeah. and you do say women have a little easier time with accountability uh, with other women. We talk openly, but men seem to be challenged with that accountability. Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's pride. Yeah. You know, we, we men want to look good around other men mm-hmm. and around other women. And so I think women actually are healthier because they're a bit more vulnerable and accountability means you have to be vulnerable. I mean, I have to say to my, we go through a little routine. We did it uh, not this week, but last week where we asked these questions, you know, is, is the work of God I'm doing destroying the work of God in me? Mm. Um, am I only giving Kathy and my kids, my emotional scraps, things like that. Men don't talk like that, mm-hmm. but because we've been around together for so long, those are the answers. And we kind of rate just ourselves. We're not rating them. And uh, one of the men had had a tough couple of weeks and uh, just in terms of life and the family and whatnot. And so today, the first question was, hey, how are you doing? You had said you weren't doing well with, you know, you were just giving your wife, you know, some emotional scraps. How has that gone? He goes, oh, it's gone a lot better. Thanks for asking. And it was really good to have that conversation. It reminded me that I I really need to 
you know, come to the table. And so we did this and we did that. Awesome. We held each other accountable. Yeah. You know, you bring up some excellent points. And ladies, he goes even to more detail in the book. It's called Closer. Jim and Kathy Burns wrote this fabulous book. You can go on Amazon, go anywhere and buy this book. It's available. It's a devotional of 52 uh, devotions to draw couples together. I love the book, Jim. I'm so blessed that you came on to share with us. And ladies, most of all, the most important thing is I want you to pray for your spouse, get on your knees, surrender to God, say you love him and you created him and just show me how to get the love thing right with my man. Invite Jesus into your heart and he will lead you according to his promises. Jim Burns with Homeward. I want you to go to homeward.com. Look him up. He's got a bunch of awesome books. Many of my friends have read them. And a shout out to my friends. You know I love you. This is Sugbury over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they receive Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.